how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. To infinity and beyond! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? It's classified. You talking to me? I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. I can't lie! Expecto Patronum! Entertainment X. You never know what you're going to get. For this episode, I sit down and chat with Susanna Wolk. Susanna is the director of Waitress the Musical, the second national tour that I am a part of. And we have a wonderful conversation in the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Vancouver. And this is a fun, bite-sized conversation where she sheds a little light onto her uh, upbringing, the shows she's worked on previously, upcoming shows, and all of the little tidbits that have brought us together. She's a wonderful director, and this is a wonderful conversation. So, Susanna, thank you for having the conversation with me, and enjoy. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me is Susanna Wolk. Susanna. Hey, Clayton. It's been a journey. It really has been, hasn't it? Yes. For the listeners, we opened last night, Waitress, the tour, Second National in Vancouver. Yep. We're at the Queen Elizabeth Theater behind the stage in the dressing rooms. Yes, we are in Clayton's dressing room right now. It's a very comfy chair, I must yes. say. This is a wonderful theater. It's gorgeous. 45 minutes to places, so let's see what we can get. Love it. Captured. <laughs> Rewinding back in time for Susanna. Ooh. As a child, what were your theater dreams? Um, I definitely was a pretty shy kid growing up and it wasn't really until I started doing theater that I kind of learned to make friends and find my community and, and find my voice and, and be able to like express myself in, in groups of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I started doing youth theater when I was, you know, probably seven or eight and immediately kind of found a, a really amazing way of connecting with the world and um, engaging with people and telling stories and that was really huge for me, so. Did your yeah. parents um, cultivate it and support it or what yeah, was that? Definitely, my my dad um, is actually a, a writer and a director himself. Um, he does mainly TV but kind of started out in theater um, and so that was definitely something that we, he and I, and my mom is a, big arts lover so the like definitely something that we all shared and um I was definitely taken to the theater a lot as a child and listened to every single soundtrack like that was my that and the Beatles were like my music growing up musical theater and soundtracks mainly mainly Sondheim shows why amongst others I don't know I (laughs) definitely loved like company from like the age of 10 (laughs) my parents were like hmm what does this mean (laughs) what what a grown child yeah like Sweeney Todd they're like oh wow that's bloody (laughs) do you remember the first one you saw show the first show I saw that you recall um I'm I'm pretty sure the first like Broadway show I saw was Beauty and the Beast I don't really remember it too well but um the first like iconic theater moment that I can remember being really amazed was um uh the like revival of 42nd street i must have been like seven or eight when we saw it in new york and the the like first moment of the show they just like lift the curtain and it was everyone's feet tapping and i will never forget how like inspired and like (laughs) giddy i was at that um yeah Yeah. so that was definitely a moment that sealed it all in so to speak yeah what were you what were you learning or what have you learned from your parents about like work ethic Mm. um definitely to 
just be a really good listener and I think like a big part of directing and like making any sort of art really is just having a good bedside manner and that's mm. definitely something that I saw with my dad um, and my mom is uh, she or she was a doctor and now she teaches but um, but her class is also about that sort of thing oh, so yeah. definitely just how you treat people makes such a big difference in in the work that you make and you do and and also it was really great to have a parent who was an artist and for me to see that that was a possible like that was never like you could have a really a, a doubt in my mind that oh I could have a life as yeah. a theater artist that's that's a, a mental block totally I think many people struggle absolutely. with absolutely so I feel really lucky that I haven't really you know there are certainly all sorts of struggles, but especially coming from, it's not coming from my parents at all. They're very supportive. Right, and, right, right. Um, yeah. That's great. Have you got, okay, so how have you gotten better at like listening? You know, is there, are you, are you listening for more key words when you're communicating with someone? Are you just taking it all in more? Um, I think you're just making space for people to feel safe to, to share what's going on and, yeah. you know, anything any piece of art you're making, you want everyone to be bringing their full authentic selves. And so sometimes it's just about, you know, it's not about me. Sometimes it's about <laughs> everyone else. And, um, that is a little bit of like what it is to be a leader. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. That's so true. I want to go to college, that moment in college where hmm. you decided maybe I'll do directing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I directed a play the first time when for the very first time I was in high school. It was the first play I directed. Okay. It was a short play. My my school did this like play festival where where students could um write their own plays and um I got to be like a student director of one, which was like very exciting. My like best friend had written it, my other best friend was in it, and then the other actor in it was actually Ben Platt. I love to brag about No way. The first play I ever directed. In high school. <laughs> um, in high you school. guys went to high school together. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Um, How funny! And so that was that was. I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I think, and I sort of didn't really think much of it. I was sort of like, "Oh, this will be an experience that I'll have that will help me grow as an actor and performer and theater maker." And um, yeah. kind of when I was in college, um, I started to realize that I really cared a lot more about like the process and the big picture of theater than I like cared about the actual performing mm. um so I guess yeah I, I spent a summer at um Williamstown Theater Festival after my freshman year of college and when you're there as an apprentice you're doing everything you're building sets you're hanging lights you're the run crew of a show you're also like performing and doing all these like crazy midnight like cabaret things and you're doing mm. press and marketing and they kind of just put you to work doing everything and that was so exciting for me and I realized like I actually love being in rehearsal and and the process mm. of putting a show together way more than I love the actual performing of it mm. and so kind of when I got back from that I was like oh I want to try this whole directing thing again because that seems like a better way to um, like synthesize the big picture of a story as opposed to one element of it. Um, and yeah, that was really fun for me. And, and yeah. I sort of kept performing in college and I do think that it's two sides of the same coin. Um, but for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you dabbled in writing? 
not so much. I don't yeah. think I like have the patience for it. And like what I really <laughs> like honesty. about theater is the like social collaborative yeah. element of it. And I think that um, a lot of times writing can be really solitary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do have a lot of great collaborations with writers. And that's like a really fun part about directing is collaborating with writers and composers and lyricists. So. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, to date, is there um, a project that has taught you the most about yourself or mm. standout lessons that you've you know learned or witnessed in the room, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the, because this experience of, of doing this show has been so is so fresh and we're still sort of in the thick of it. Um, yeah, yeah. This has been like a really special experience in terms of like I've been. Um, an associate on a lot of different Broadway shows and I've, you know, directed a lot of my own work in, you know, but this is the first time I was sort of leading a company on this scale and in this yeah. size theater and with, you know, the amount of, you know, moving pieces that we have. So it was really cool for me um, to just take everything I've learned on a lot of different shows and experiences and, and um, apply that on like a yeah. big, a big broader level um so that was that's you know what, really special yeah I, I what i love about you is that with everything and all the stakes and all of that you're cu cool as a cucumber oh thanks you come off <laughs> cool I as a, feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> i was that's why i said you come off cool as a cucumber is there self-talk that you're going through are you meditating are you just reminding yourself what's up are you calling someone inventing or is it just um i don't know i i I think it's important to like always find joy in what you're doing. And like, I love this show and I love oh all of God, our, yeah. the people in our family. And so that makes a really big difference. So that even when things do go wrong, it's, um, you know, we just go with the flow. Yeah. Go with the flow. Cause we're doing something that we love. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do yoga a lot. You do? Although I haven't oh. really since we got to, <laughs> To Boise slash Vancouver. I really have not moved my body much. We've been sitting. We've been sitting and, and climbing over uh, seats. So oh. that's kind of been my main form of exercise. <laughs> so true. This is such a great show. I was listening to the album today while I was running. I don't nice. listen to musical theater when I run. That's I don't. Probably and for the best. <laughs> it is usually for the best. But there was something about this show. I was just I was listening to it and I was like, I'm so in love with. It. I love the music, and I want to talk about your journey into this mm. show. How mm -hmm. did that relationship come up with Diane, mm -hmm. and how did your relationship come to lead this? Yeah. So I um, so I went to Harvard for my undergrad and um. The American Repertory Theater is really entrenched in the Harvard community, so their their um, space is actually part of the Harvard campus. Um, Harvard is very involved there, and like they, um, that you know, students direct show. Like I got to direct shows like in the ART's main stage and in their second space, freaking awesome, on, which is amazing. <laughs> and they also have a lot of opportunities for students to get involved there as interns and assistants and and whatnot. So I um, got to. I guess the summer after I want to say my sophomore year of college, I um, got to be Diane's intern. I was I, I like was working at RT and was assigned to be her kind of intern for for the summer, and that was when the RT was doing their like workshop of Pippin. Uh -huh. So it was like kind of the first time putting stuff for Pippin on its feet, and that was like so beyond exciting for me. Yeah. Um, Were you just pulled out of a hat? Your name? Um, I 
sort of done a couple of other things at ART at the time, so they sort of knew me there, and they knew that I was interested in directing, and so they sort of paired us up that way. Um, Cool. And that was an amazing experience. And then I also um, had taken directing class with her, um, because she taught a a directing class uh, while I was in school. And... Um, so yeah, we just kind of struck up a really wonderful relationship and I was really mm. lucky that right after I graduated that summer, the ART was doing Finding Neverland there. So I got to work on Finding Neverland that summer and then it kind of moved to Broadway right after that. So that was sort of the first big show that I worked on in mm. New York, which was great. Um, yeah. And yeah, I stayed working for Diane in a number of different capacities, both on Finding Neverland, and we did a tour for that. We did a show called um, Invisible Thread at Second Stage. And um, I was also sort of still involved with ART. And yeah, kind of in that time was when Waitress first came to fruition. Mm. So I got to be a part of the original company for setting it on Broadway, which was wonderful. And then... Um, about two years ago, we launched the first national tour. Yes. Um, back, yeah, that was two years ago in Cleveland we launched. So I was the assistant director for that as well. And then, um, that tour closed over the summer. And so they approached me to see if I wanted to be the tour director for this tour. And I was like, of course. (laughs) You're like, yes. Would I miss it for the world? That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. What... What have you? What have you just? I'm curious. Like witnessed ways of beings with the actors and Diane. You know, within mm. waitress. Yeah, I mean, she is definitely someone. What's amazing about her is the way that she can really challenge people and push them to bring out their absolute best work. Like that. What's amazing about her is she really makes an environment where everyone is working their absolute hardest and putting their absolute best in, and um, and it's an extremely collaborative experience like even when I was just like an intern with her like she would be like okay what do you think (laughs) and like (laughs) we would have these meetings like for different shows where we would you know all be like pitching in like lyrics together and research and um you know it really is the type of environment where anyone can bring an idea and the best idea goes so um that was super cool to to witness and be a part of and definitely something that's amazing about her process yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had another question in there with it. Yeah. Yeah. Are there, um, yeah, that, yeah. Something along the lines of, you know, you're, you're, you're putting waitress up for a sec, third time, so to speak. Yeah. Maybe if we technically get technical totally. with it, <laughs> yet there are changes that need to be made. Yeah. Like just logistically with technical aspects mm-hmm. and you having the wherewithal to, you know, take a liberty, you know, is that easy? Is that difficult? Is Are you even thinking about it? You're just doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think most of what we're, you know, the big changes with this iteration of the show are in the scenic yeah. world for sure um obviously figuring out how the show lives and breathes without automation has been really interesting but i think what's been great is that the show itself has this vocabulary of you know props moving around being delivered to characters by other actors and um i feel like everything that we've done is really in the vocabulary that's already been set up in every single production. So um, I think it's just 
being sure you're like true to the world and like making a contract with the audience and sticking to that contract. Right. Yeah, that's so true. And you know what's so funny is it works. Yeah. It really worked. Like I could yeah. have seen the original production without automation. I love our I swirling tables. I would have completely bought it. I mean, <laughs> it, well, because there's so much other agraphy within props, forks, napkins, plates, platters, totally. all this stuff. So it's like I, you totally, I would totally buy it if everything. Does that include me? <laughs> Does that include you? It might. I just realized. So we took a little pause. We're back. We're back. Hello. Met some Lulus. They were great. How are, they were great. Or she was one of them. Good. Yeah. She sounded adorable. She's adorable. So cute. Can you hear over the intercom? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we loved it. Um, okay. How did the relationship with Trip Coleman come up? Oh, yes. Um, so I met Trip. Um, I did the directing core at Williamstown uh, a couple summers after I was. Um, an apprentice there. So this was after I graduated school. And in that program, you basically, there's five directors and you're assigned one of the directors who are working on the main stage shows to be the, the assistant director. Right. So, and then you also get to do all your own work at like three in the morning oh and it's Lord. like so crazy and wild and you're just working around the clock and doing like the summer stock thing. And it's amazing. And I highly recommend going to Williamstown uh, to anyone who like theater. Um, yeah, Williamstown and ART, those are like two. Those are like two big artistic homes for me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was assigned to to be his AD on a show called Unknown Soldier, which was a new musical that they were doing there. And um, we sort of just hit it off and I've gotten to collaborate with him on like probably seven or eight other shows. And actually that first show that we did at Williamstown is coming to Playwrights Horizons in New York City in the winter so that's kind of the next big thing that i'm working on is oh my god new production that that's like this winter yeah january yeah Yeah, january oh my god yeah that's so exciting thank you come on next jobs we love this yeah it's fun to really break down these relationships and where they come from and how Mm -hmm. they're cultivated because it's all about human relationships absolutely in this industry in particular 100 (laughs) percent um do you have any mentors um, I mean, definitely Trip and Diane are like yeah. my, my main mentors for sure. Um, do you ask them questions or do you think like, what would Diane do and you operate um, from there? What yeah, would I mean, combination for sure. Like definitely getting ready for, for to do this production of Waitress. I had a nice long talk with Diane about the show and, um, you know, what the expectations were. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. And she just had like all sorts of different like little details and things that they learned from London and over the last couple of years that they she wanted to pass along, which was great. And then, yeah, definitely whenever I'm like in a, a problem spot, I try and channel them and think about what they would do. Yeah, um, and you find your answers. Yeah, totally. And I think you also just learn so much just being in any sort of process. I mean, the thing about theater especially, it's so collaborative and every single process is completely different has its it own is. quirks and quirks and problems and great things and all of not it. good things and all of the above and you just like it's been great to kind of soak all of that up and then there also are all the things that are the same that are in every show like so much of theater is yeah. ritual and um yeah so it's a, it's a cool combination of like certain things which are just absolute ritual and certain things that are different for every show and you sort of have to just ride that wave and figure <laughs> it out it's so so true um, in life, what's most important to you? What's most important to me in life? Um, you know, probably being able to do things I love with people who I love. Sure. Question mark. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Laughing. It's good to laugh. Good to laugh. Yeah. 
scheduling it is yeah <laughs> it's it's a good thing <laughs> having that absolutely food that, that's probably the other thing yeah yeah <laughs> well is that yeah like what do you do for fun when you're not when you're not you thinking about numbers um, on the stage <laughs> you know <For> moments <laughs> yeah i mean it's interesting because i think this you know freestyle life is you're either like so busy doing a hundred different things or doing one project very 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 intensely that you have yeah. no time for anything else or you're like waiting for the next thing and you're sitting on your butt yeah, um yeah. am i allowed to say butt on here you can say butt but it's, it's adult probably. <laughs> <laughs> cool um yeah so it's definitely you know been always tricky to find a balance that balance yeah. um what do i do for fun i love yoga um, I haven't done much yoga since we've been in tech, but usually I go almost every day if I can. Okay. Um, I love to eat food and trips around New York City. Love to walk around New York City with, with a friend or with an audiobook or podcast. What are you listening to? Um, what am I listening to? Like podcast wise, sure. audiobook well Both. all of the above. Um, yes, I a, a lot of things. So I listen to the daily pretty much every day. Right. Michael Barbaro, shout out, he is my hero. <laughs> um so that's really what gets the day going for me. And then um I actually am listening right now to the audiobook of uh She Said, which is the book about the Harvey Weinstein investigation. It's written by the two journalists that like broke the story and kind of about how they got all these people to come forward and do this really scary thing and how that story kind of changed or created the me too movement. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. So that's been super interesting. Um, just read a book called Maglue by Otessa Moshvag. She's one of my favorite writers. Um, read educated recently. That was really good. Mm. Yeah. Reading's important. I'm reading loving what is by Byron oh, Katie. Oh, I don't know it. It's, um, it's about four questions that can change your life. What are the four questions? Well, the first one is, is it true? Mm -hmm. Whatever story you're telling yourself, you know, can you absolutely know that it's true? Yeah. How does the thought serve you? Who would you be without the thought? Yeah. These are sub questions. It's more than four. Four big ones. And then turning it around. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you say like, I want Jack to be nice to me, it's... I yeah, want saying that for years. I want you yeah, know, <laughs> I want me to be nice to me. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I look forward to Jack not being nice to me. It's these ways of just changing the stories we tell ourselves because they're so key. But I'm reading is so important. So I'm really glad. It Thank is. you for listing those. Um, absolutely. I'm like, and I read. It's my like favorite thing to do. Favorite. Oh, yeah. Time. I should have done said that when you asked me what I like to do. Reading yoga and reading are like the two things I do for myself. Here it is right now. For do sure. you average a book a month or is it? I did do book of a month for a while. I got, um, a little bit like sometimes I didn't love their selection. Sometimes they have a really good selection and sometimes I, w- I was like getting books that I wasn't really jazzed about reading. Um, okay. So I kind of quit that like over the summer, but I got some really good books through them. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Um, how do you, how are you balancing achievement, achievements and fulfillment? Hmm. I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess. Um, well, it's, yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully to me, like, hopefully your achievements are fulfilling. Otherwise, they're not really (laughs) worth it in the end. Um, But yeah, um, certainly when you get to do a project like this, which is something that I really love and care about, um, to me, that's the most fulfilling thing in the whole world. It's Mm. like, you know, building a family with people that you really love and and making 
piece of work that you really care about. So that to me, that's the most fulfilling thing yeah. in the world. Um, yeah. I love that. I love this little bite-sized conversation we've had. Thank you oh, for fitting this too. in. Pleasure. Um, as we wrap up here, billboard quote, metaphorically speaking, is there a word or a phrase that you'd put on a billboard for millions of people to see? For millions to, of people to see? Um, maybe, what about just listen? Listen. Listen. It's so important for us to just listen to each other. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And you learn so much when you listen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have a mentor who always says, listen like crazy. I think it's such a good phrase. Listen like crazy. Yeah. I think I put that in my notes to people the other day. Yeah. It's like, listen like crazy, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Love you. This love is you. great. This is great. Waitress baby. Waitress baby. Come check it out on the road. All across in North America. Oh, yeah. And beyond. Eventually. Can't wait. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? No, I don't think so. All right, Susanna. This Thanks has been for great. Me. Yes, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Susanna Wolk. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.